1: Well, the world's been watching as the case against Ghislaine Maxwell, the longtime associate, girlfriend, whatever you want to call her, of Jeffrey Epstein, starts to make its way through the legal system. Yesterday, in a Manhattan court, she pleaded not guilty to luring young girls so the late uh, billionaire could sexually abuse them. The 58-year-old has been held without bail since her arrest earlier this month and was denied bail again yesterday. A trial date has been scheduled for July 12, 2021. But will this case ever make it to trial? Our next guest doesn't necessarily believe it will. Paul Violas is the law enforcement and security analyst for CBS. He is host of the new podcast, Mending America. Paul, welcome to 630 Ched in Edmonton.
0: Jay Lynn, entirely, (laughs) entirely my pleasure to join you.
1: So uh, you're joining us from New York this afternoon. Um, y- you've been watching this uh, this trial. You were watching it closely yesterday. What jumped out at you?
0: You know what's interesting is they're they're immediately going to move her to the federal prison in Brooklyn, New York. And and Jalen, I don't know how much uh, maybe your listeners are uh, know anything about that particular place, but uh, out of all the federal prisons, it's got to be one of the worst i mean they're, they're, they're known for having a humanitarian crisis there low on guards etc so i found that an answer to your question to be most bizarre in light of the fact that we come on the heels of of epstein whether or not he killed himself whether he had someone kill had someone kill him you know there's all that speculation there so for them to to put her in a location like that i found to be questionable to say the very least
1: so she, the the facility that she was in before, um, up until now, you are familiar with. Can you give us an idea Correct. of 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 what um, you know, what kind of surveillance she would be under, given what happened to or what Epstein did in jail? I mean, is she even allowed to be alone for one second of the day?
0: Well, I don't, they have not released as of, and I checked about 30 minutes ago, they haven't released how they're going to be, the the care custody and control number for her. Mm -hmm. What it should be is, she should be on a suicide watch. She should be in a a cell alone, with absolutely nothing in there that she could hurt herself with. And a cell that has a CCTV in it, that's monitored 24 Mm. Um, seven. That at the very minimum, if it's not that, then it's not appropriate.
1: Well, I mean, that's what uh, Epstein was supposedly under as well, though, wasn't he?
0: Well, he didn't have the camera, uh, and he did not have the supervision that everyone thought that he was supposed to have.
1: Yeah, yeah. What do you think happened there?
0: Well, I can tell you uh, unequivocally, I do not think that he had the internal fortitude to kill himself. But I do think that he may have either paid someone to do it, Or, given the plethora of very powerful and wealthy people that he had as a clientele for many, many, many years, maybe someone paid to have it done. But Mm. I do not think it was random, and I certainly don't think he killed himself.
1: Paul, what is this case showing us about the world of human trafficking, about sex sex Um, trafficking, and, and the people who are involved
0: you know what, Jalen? Honest to God, I've been doing interviews on this for so long. And that's by far the most poignant question I've had. And I'm going to tell you why. What if this should tell us is that no one is immune. And parents, as much as we want to be friends with our kids, you're not. You're their parents. And monitor everything they're doing online. Monitor their communications. Do so with them knowing it, because this is exactly how Maxwell... Epstein and people that facilitate and orchestrate human trafficking how they communicate I mean this is how they approach people so without question we need to be understanding that human trafficking is happening everywhere no one's immune to it -hmm. absolutely not and these girls these girls think about it these are 12 13 14 15 year old girls and as much as we don't want to feel like our children could be targeted at that age Not only can they be, but they are, Mm -hmm. with well over a million every year. So we really need to be taking that away from this and really paying much more attention to what our kids are doing and who they're communicating with.
1: You've got to think, and we know, we've seen who uh, the associates um, of Maxwell and Epstein have been. I mean, just some of the names you you list off, you know, Clinton, Trump, Prince Andrew. There has got to be a lot of people out there, very high profile, very powerful, very rich people who are shaking in their boots right now, wondering what (laughs) Maxwell is going to lay out on the table.
0: To say the very least, Jaylen. to say the very least. And but here's the interesting part. Now the government clearly has a very secure case. When you think of how the FBI builds a case, it's equivalent to how the RCMP builds a case. Very strong, very meticulous. They take their time, they cross the T's they dot the I's. But the, the the caveat here is the leverage that Maxwell will bring to the table. Rest assured, this is not just a cunning woman. This is an mm. evil woman. So she was preparing a parachute all along. If her attorney, and I'd be shocked, her attorney's going to step up to the table and say, this is the deal that we want, and these, this is who we'll provide. And if they can provide real names and real evidence, this will absolutely never go to trial, and she may end up in just or, you know, witness security.
1: So it's not about uh, who she can name, but what she can prove and what she Correct. has, whether her little black book. And we, you know, we've 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 heard about the 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 homes being full, video cameras all over the place. So
0: it's about what right. she can prove. And and again, when you think of the kind of person we're talking about, Jalyn, this is an evil calculating person this is a woman that intentionally went to junior high schools and high schools to recruit re- young ladies you know embrace that type of thought process just for a second so understand yeah. if that's the person if that's what they're doing rest assured if they had big names come in there she was keeping copies of the tape just because she knew she could make money out of it mm-hmm. at, the, at the very least
1: I think, you know, you, you, you've said you, you don't, you know, if she can, you know, serve up this and the proof on a platter that it, she, you don't suspect that it will go to trial, but that's going to be awfully disappointing for these young girls and, and really not doing them any justice. And, and that's going to be a, a difficult balancing act for the prosecutors.
0: That's going to be a momentous pill to swallow, Jen. there's no question about that. But it really depends on what she has. Mm. and the proof that she has and if she has both big names powerful wealthy authoritative people and she's got solid proof video evidence audio that can be validated then yes it's going to be a big smack in the face of all those poor women that have been abused and trampled on they're going to get abused once again only the system's going to be the perpetrator
1: and Paul, if she was to be put in, if it doesn't go to trial, if she was put into a witness protection program, what, what does that look like for her for the rest of her life?
0: Changes name, it, it just goes on, just different different name, different identity. Basically, she gets wiped clean, and I mean wiped clean. There's no record of her anywhere, and there's a very small amount of people in inside that particular part of the United States Marshal Service. That would have any knowledge of where she is. I mean, the level wow. of security surrounding that is, is second to none. So, if she does, yeah. and I'm just I'm I'm speculating based on 40 years of experience, but yes. if she can if she can serve up some big names, she has the leverage, and she certainly isn't going to want to reduce sentence. <laughs>
1: If anything, that that documentary uh, Filthy Rich, sh- Rich showed us uh, is, is what money can buy, really, and how leniency can be bought if you have enough cash and power, and in this case, possibly proof. And, uh, and, and, you, th- and that, that was a hard pill for a lot of us to swallow watching it.
0: It is. and But the truth of the matter is it's the ultra-wealthy, very powerful, influential people that sit at the very top of human trafficking. They pay for it, they orchestrate it, and they make sure because they have that kind of money, they can keep their hands clean and, uh, in, in most cases, not have a finger pointed at them. So uh, that, again, is why the government's really going to weigh this, the validity and reliability of the evidence out carefully, because if she can produce, that's a big strike globally. Boy. On human trafficking in general.
1: And Paul, before I let you go, what do we need to be watching for next in this case? What are you keeping your eyes out for? What, what are you waiting um, to to be produced?
0: I don't think that we're going to see anything for several months now. What's going to happen okay. right now behind <clears throat> behind the scenes is that her lawyer is going to meet with the U.S. Attorney's Office, and they will give them a taste. And what I mean, taste, Jalen, I mean a small taste to mm-hmm. say. This is what we're prepared to bring to the table. It'll be significant, but it'll be a small piece. And they will start the negotiation process at that point. This woman is not going, does not want to go to prison. She will not survive in prison. So she will do anything she can to stay out of prison. And like I said before, that's the next thing that we're going to hear about this, is that this case is pled out.
1: Paul Violis is uh, the law enforcement and security analyst for CBS. He is the host of the new podcast, Mending America, which is looking at repairing the relationship between law enforcement and the American public. Paul, I'd love to get you back on and talk about that at some point. I want to thank you, though, for joining us on this topic this yes, afternoon. Thank you so much.
0: Thailand, my pleasure. Thanks, gentlemen.